Thank you so much. I just feel so moved by this morning's images and speeches, and just by the um, um, the loving spirit filled this room. So it's um, just with gratitude that I am here sharing with you a private journey made public. And I was almost <clears throat> not able to make the journey because when the call came, I was scared. And uh, um, like uh, Terry Tempest William just said, she was scared. And yet, the call said to me, if you don't rise to the occasion, the best of you will die, and the rest will not amount to anything. And then I was scared to be a coward, and that's how I responded. <laughs> yeah. And then the journey began, and on the journey, you, I met my guide, and when we figure out innovative things to do, methodology emerges. And when I had the light in myself, I wanted to share with other people. And so I want to share you with you a 20-some years journey. The first one is um, at the Village of Arts and Humanity from 1986 to um, 2004, 18 years of my life. As you can see why I was so scared, because everybody said, no, don't go. Kids will destroy everything you build, and uh, you don't have enough money to do a feasibility study and forget about the doing it. And then the calling was so fragile, but was so clear, and I said, yes, I, at least I can do something with the children. And on the way, I met my guide, Jojo, Joseph, uh, uh, Joseph Williams. He lived in an abandoned lot, and he was looked down by, the, by, by our society, and yet he was my guide. He helped me to get the children, and of, of course, always the children. They respond to energy and the, uh, um, the innovation, and sometimes street person. We recycle the abandoned lots, and we put our heads together like broken pieces of tiles. And yet, through creativity, imagination, we recreate and remade our, um, our world. And my crew at the first three years were children from three and a half to 13 years old. And it uh, took me four years to raise money to do my first mural. Community building is slow and messy, chaotic. Three steps forward, two steps backward. But in that one step forward, we can change our environment and the world. And this is the first transformation. We call it Ile Ife um, Park. Thank you. <laughs> North Philadelphia. North Philadelphia, inner city, anywhere, is called a place without resources. We have to change our mind in thinking, in Taoist thinking, in the darkest of night, in the most devastating place. That's the place most ready for transformation. I see abandoned lot as endless resources for us to create an innovative way to create our new future. Um, here is Jojo, a child in the center, um, to be protected and cherished. Artists from the outside painting Ethiopian, African angels in an African-American community. 
big man, the broken, um, destituted, 20-year um, in drug and selling drugs. No place to go. He came to Jojo for refuge. I was making art. I wasn't helping them. I needed everybody to help me to realize my dream. So you see the equalizing of uselessness and of weakness. All my weakness became my strength for the success of the project. And so he came, and he was the destructive force of the community for 20 years. Now he's making mosaics. And when you make mosaic, every piece is beautiful. Communities say, did you do that for us? This is beautiful. We like. And no, and very little positive feedback. And now they are like drops of rain to on his parched heart. He said, this felt good. If Lily comes back, I leave drug, and he has. And so we, together we make the uh, angels. Here are the uh, um, men all on drugs. I said, let's not look at our problems, but look what we can do together before and after the transformation. Meditation Park, a place for before, after, tree of life. And this is a place that one can retreat, reflect, reconnect, and recenter. And I, I, many, we are blessed with another abandoned lot and transformation. And this is the garden of the cosmic night. And see the vice ships and space signs and so. The world writes us off. I said, we don't do that. We look at ourselves and we say we are beautiful. Let's dress up our children and us. And we uh, make ourselves beautiful. We parade down the blocks and we celebrate our life and beauty. The pivotal point of this is the rites of passage. I got in touch with my inner light voice. I, I got in touch with the light. So all of us hold our light and we bear witness to the graduation and sending of our young people. We are your foundation. We stand by you. Our young people say that we will realize our potential and we will bring the light to the future. So I realized that not my light shining bigger than anybody else. We all have that innate light within us. And my role is to light other people's pilot light. So we shine together and we light up the horizon. Thank you, thank you. In 2004, I left the village so that I can go to other places, barefoot artists, and so um, Rwanda. Why did I go to Rwanda? I was at an international conference. I heard my, um, my guide, yes, um, Jean Bosco Musana, his voice describing the suffering of Rwanda people touched me so much. My heart jumped, moved. And I responded, I said, wait for me at the airport, I am coming. And I went, 
And he took me to two places. First, you have to experience the death, as Terry described. Explosion of grenades in a church near Mata, 10,000 people were killed. And near Mata, 5,000 people were killed. And by machete, and by hacks, by whatever. And the death, destruction. And mind you, Genocide doesn't just happen in Rwanda in the past. It's happening now. It's happening in everybody's heart. If we have greed and if we are caught up in our egohood, we need to fight that right in our heart. If we don't control that, we pump, like this morning, we pump poison, toxic, into the air, into our environment, and we, 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 uh, we poison human relationship. It is in the heart of each one of us we need to keep alert and guard and to be in the sight of the light. Jean Bosco took me to... Jean Bosco took me to two see two sites. This is very Taoist. We think of life and not of death. We must embrace the dark and the difficult and the fear and the ignorance. We must embrace. It's an eternal um, conflicting but complementary dual that is the essence of life. So um, mass grave, I, my heart sank. There's no beauty. Healing cannot happen. I want to bring beauty to the um, destitute. And so, um, yes. Then I did a little sketch. Looking back, this actually looks like Mother Goddess in the Neolithic time. I developed it into this model. have no idea how I'm going to do it, but I have an inspiration. And so I followed. And then so, and I, um, so children was the first to, um, to respond. And then um, when I came there, I didn't actually have money. I had $5,000. And then to, they say, can you bury are dead properly by burying their bones underground. So suddenly I was so frightened because it means technology, ventilation, aeration, otherwise bones getting soft. And this is the national morning of Rwanda. I was totally frightened. Lo and behold, I found um, China Bridge and Road Construction Company. How lucky could I? So before I had money, they say, go raise your money. We're going to help you to build it. So we start by digging into the graves. And everything I feared happened because the cement was porous and absorbed water, and then the, 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 their bone is threatening to be soft. And I, I, I um, become frantic, and I said, yes, let's make art. Let's have broken tiles. And then we make mosaic to seal the surface. And I taught them, the village, to make mosaic. Mosaic are broken. We all are broken in one way or another, especially in Rwanda. And I said, let's put our, um, let's put our minds together. Together, we recreate our future. We make beauty and joy. And here, they gave us the words. Um, not, uh, um, and then, um, before the art project, they were just thrown there. They did not know each other. They mourned in their silence and in their solitude. But art project brought everybody together. And so this is before and this is after the, the memorial gen genocide, Ruggerero Genocide Memorial Monument.
Tribuki remembered 1994 Rwandan genocide. You die like heroes. We will never forget how you die. Um, so we, and in, um, in dedication, they gather all the bones. They put them in the casket and they line up. They bring them into the bone chamber. And during the collective bones, the color purple you see everywhere is the color of mourning. So in 2007, the monument was done. So we have a wonderful celebration to give the monument to the people and to government for safekeeping. So everybody is in, the, in their best, and we're witnessing um, the dedication. And the color, blue, yellow, green, is the color of um, Rwandan flag. And this is a cutting of the ribbon, and Joseph Hibonazzi um, um, from the government opened up. This is just in April 7th this year, 15th times they celebrate the 1994 genocide. Everybody's on the street marching to the um, site. Thousands of people come out, and they open up the bone chamber. They walk into the bone chamber. They open up the casket. They look into the bones and to experience. And 15 years later, the grief was so deep that many people collapsed. It was too much to bear. Remember. Remember the genocide. And so um, that is the part we look at the difficult, the destruction, the death, the human greed, and the, um, and the violence. And one must look at the living. So Jean Bosco took me to the genocide, um, genocide villages. First, when I first went there, it was very grave and sullen and no smiles and no colors. Two, 100 families, two faucets. And sometimes the faucet breaks down. They have to walk two, three miles for a jerking of water, um, a, of polluted river. And uh, how do you communicate when you don't speak the language, not shared history, art? You show the children the beauty, inspire them, they paint. I brought volunteers, and so we get the colors and we get children to paint. I put, I put the best of their work, look how beautiful. I put the best of their work on the wall. They become public art. This is how art is not imposed, but rooted in the community. How do you honor and respect the local people and honor the children? Before, it was just a place they temporarily stay, and uh, now it has character. It's their home. They identify, and it's a painted village. A little child painted a bowl about two inches long, and then I make it so big, very truthful to the drawing. European cows, because it gives a lot of milk, and this is a place of um, on the uh, edge of starvation and um, growth, stunt growth. So I made the uterus extra large and seven kids to give out a lot of milk. Okay. Community continued to paint their dreams. Computers, cars, motorcycles, and goats 
And lo and behold, sometimes dreams come true. Little good, like every family now has a goats. My friends in Philadelphia in Christmas time say, what can we give? Give goats. And now goats give birth to little goats and creating resources. This is how culture creates assets. Um, so milk, yes, milking cows. And lo and behold, in the village, survivors' village there had, had nothing at the beginning. Now they are milking, milking cows and have milk. Rain, water, water is life. No water, no life. Yet Rwanda has resources. They have two raining seasons. So Barefoot Artists was able to manage, get the resources, get funding, and then help them to get rain harvest, um, um, harvest uh, tank. And then we heard the green building, here it is. Every family now has access to good water, and then with solution, they have safe water. Then um, universities came to us and say, how can we help? You see, making art in destitute place is like making fire in the, in the dead, cold night of winter. It gives out warmth, gives out light, gives direction, and rekindles hope. And so University, um, University of Florida and then Jefferson University Hospital, 50-some youth, no, 70-some youth have come through this. And young people um, showing, um, working with them and learning from the community. Very important in equalizing the field. Engineer Without Borders, and they build wonderful sanitations. Every family has clean sanitations. Volunteer Alan Jacobson, um, inspired create sunflower seeds oil production business. A person from NIT teach them turn banana leaves into, um, into charcoal. And $4,000 launched the um, micro-business loans. See how precise it is, community organizing. They have all the names, and they have um, uh, witnesses, and so forth. And that identification card, 37, I think it's over 30, 14 now, people taking out loans and have little business and have a way to life and start to make money, start to have jobs. The older woman, 45 years and older, they say, with no job, no income, no money to buy soaps, we need help. We want to learn traditional basket weaving. I say, go and do it. So they learn the traditional way of doing it, yaka, uh, harvesting yaka, beating it, scraping it, washing it in soap, and so many children watching. I say, put them to use, get them to draw and to document the whole process. And that's how you preserve the living museum, preserve the local culture, pass it on to the younger children in active role. And when you build the project, it's never linear. You need to respond to wherever people need to make it sustainable. They cannot see. How could they weave? So we invite the eye doctor come, and everybody has nice eyes. So they feel so proud, now they can see. And then they come together. When they weave together, they bond sistership. 
sisterhood, and then support group for each other, and there is hope for the future. A group of young orphans, they were, their parents killed when they were seven to 10 years old, destitute and no way to uh, make a living. They say, we want to learn um, sewing, and now they sew beautiful things. 18 months intensive training in the community parade. They are so proud displaying what they sew, see, whatever they sew. And then people dance, and now, after eight, 18 years, they graduated into launching a business. Barefoot artists manage and give them business. Everyone has a sewing machine, so now they can make a living provide for the family. The most recent, but most, but powerful, we managed to sponsor a um, solar energy uh, an engineer, um, um, Richard Kahn. He came and taught them solar energy production, third training, 37 solar engineers in um, the Ruggiero Survivors Village in the Community Pride Parade Day. They marched with the solar panels, not imported from America, not imported from Europe, produced and made in the Survivors Village in Rwanda. Installing, this is a house, when you go inside, not even table, chair, no mats, no bed, but she has solar energy to start. Solar energy for the sewing uh, group, so they can sew day and night to make money to send their children to school. We always celebrate. We celebrate life. We celebrate the beauty. We celebrate our talent. And we celebrate who we are. This is a woman who was hatcheted, and we thought she was dead, and she was trying to protect her children. And then she, um, they were going to bury her and found her stirred and moved. And look at her today. She danced with joy and beauty. I call it the dance of triumph. And so at the end, I just want to share with you, I call my work peace, compassionate, living social sculpture. It's for the people, with the people, by the people, and at the end, belongs to the people. And I share with you my personal journey. I know many people are already on your personal journey. If you are not, listen to your heart, respond, take action, Time is running out. We have to act right now. And yes, together we can. Thank you so much.